A slider, a slider from White Castle is made by an angel. Is made by someone with such a delicate touch. A hoagie is made by a 65-year-old woman with chin stubble smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is... Post-Apocalyptia. We're a Fallout-centric podcast. I'm your host, Vince, and I'm also here with... Your prime candidate, Declan. How you been? I've been great. I'm a little bit a little bit tired today, but uh, doing some good work, and I'm excited to talk about our topic yeah? this week. Well, I think we should yeah. wait just a little bit longer, because I'd... Uh... I'd like to talk about something quick. Oh, yeah. There was that thing you talked to me about. that. We- so before we get into the lore for this week, I, I just kind of want to bring something to everybody's attention. There's this kid, Wes, and he has this very rare form of uh, cancer called neuroblastoma. He's a huge Fallout fan. Yeah, absolutely huge Fallout fan. He's was into it since he was really young. And uh, I'm just going to read the story that's on his Facebook page which is Wes's fight against neuroblastoma. Days after Wes had been told that Sloan wanted to stop treatment, he cried to us and realized that he'd probably never get to play the Power Armor edition of Fallout 76, a game that he pre-ordered as soon as it was announced back in June, which isn't set to release until November. He brought it up multiple times in the following days. Thanks to thanks to Martino Cartier, Wes didn't have to wait. Bethesda's very own Matt Grandstaff drove four hours from Maryland to our home to deliver the surprise. He spent, he spent the day at our house watching Wes play, making him the first person in the world outside of the video game industry to play. He also received the first prototype power helmet that will be included with the new release, only this one was signed by Todd Howard himself. While he doesn't get to Incredible. keep the game because it's too early, just those few hours of playtime made him happier than... than then you know. Huge thanks to Martino and the team at Bethesda for jumping through hoops to making, for making this happen for him. It means the world to us, and it means the world to him. I just think this is, this is just. I just wanted to tell everybody the story. You've probably already heard it yeah, if you a, follow Fallout Twitter. It's a really touching story. It really is. Yeah, and um, we're gonna link his GoFundMe, um, in the description of this because I just want to help somebody else try to fight the good fight. Yeah, man. And. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and also, Wes, if you'd like, uh, you're welcome on the podcast. Yeah, come on the podcast. You can, we can sit here and talk about Fallout for as long as you want. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. One of us is going to message your page <laughs> and, uh, see if we can, we can get it going. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, we're going to link the GoFundMe and we'll link his Facebook page that they're kind of keeping everybody updated with. So, all of us here at Atomic Radio are rooting for you, bud. And uh, we hope to see you out in the wastes. Today's bit of lore, Declan, is uh, one of my favorite places in the Capital Wasteland. It's one of the most memorable parts of my first Fallout experience. It's the Republic of Dave. And what a place that is. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. The Republic of Dave is a small farming micronation, a sovereign nation state. Uh, it used to be the Kingdom of of Tom. Uh, Dave later took it over and added voting and made it a republic. 
Uh, over 200 years, this plot of land has been known as the Kingdom of Larry, the Republic of Stevie Ray, Billsvania, the New <laughs> Republic of Stevie Ray, and the Kingdom oh of Tom. But you want to here, here's the here's the best here's the best part. That is so funny. I didn't how, know it had so many names. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How familiar are you with um how kingdoms work? Um, slightly. Are, are you familiar with the term regicide? Yeah, it means to kill the the king. Well, guess what? The kingdom of Tom? That was Dave's yes. father. Yes. <laughs> it's and, not uh, known... Sorry? Did Dave do regicide? Well, it's not known if uh, Dave killed him or cast him out or if he just kind of took over and his dad died of old age or his dad died of old age and then he took over. Uh, but Dave took the lead. And Dave was actually exiled from the kingdom of Tom and wandered the waste and gained experience and maturing into a deadly merc. So and, what you're saying is that Dave was the protagonist of a Fallout game that happens before Fallout 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's if fucking Telltale didn't go under, that would be a great Telltale Fallout yeah, game. Yeah, a moment of silence for Telltale games. They've provided great memories and it's really sad to hear that they're closing. But that would have been a great Telltale game. Yeah, it would have been. Despite the size of the settlement, the economy seems to prosper, even though they rarely trade with anybody. You know, that's when you know you got something good, when money appears out of nowhere. Oh, so the the Republic of Dave has a few uh, branches of its government. The Republic of Dave military consists of Dave and Bob. That's a pretty <laughs> prime military. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Immigration Bureau, you cannot become a citizen of the Republic of Dave, but you can stay temporarily. If you inquire about special asylum, you can become a refugee, but this comes with an unwanted immigrant tax, which is 250 caps or a hunting rifle. That is, this is a shocking microcosm of the United States. <laughs> we'll even get to how it's even more accurate later. The Tourism Office. This office answers any questions any ambassadors of the wasteland is likely to ask upon arriving. There's also the Bureau of Dave-like activities. Nothing is known about this bureau except that Dave leads it. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, the other amenities that this republic has is a museum, a school, a capitol building... And men's and women's separate sleeping quarters. Now, as much as we're going to sit here and clown on the Republic of Dave, there's only three known schools in the Capital Wasteland, and the Republic of Dave has one. That probably makes it a prime place to want to settle, if we're being real. Yeah. Like, the... if you want to start and raise a family, like, in the traditional American sense, this is one of the places you're going to want to be. The only two other uh, classrooms, the only two other schools are Vault 101 and Little Lamplight. And Vault 101 is uh, closed, and Little Lamplight is a mess. <laughs> yeah. So this is your only option. Yeah. The children of the Republic or Dave are taught that Dave never cried as a baby, and his poop did not stink. That sounds a little bit North Korea. I was hoping you were going to say that, because I remember hearing once that the people of North Korea are taught that the leader, uh, whichever one it is at the time, learned how to drive at like three and killed a unicorn, and that's why there's no men no more of them left? Or some shit? I mean, it's easy to laugh at that, but, like, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Do you want to talk about how elections work in the Republic of Dave? Actually, what I have next. Can you give me a fucking second to read what I have? I was just trying to find a very clever segue. Segway. 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 Dave holds elections for the Republic of Dave, yet seems to be quite biased because Dave is the only candidate. You can, you can, within the game, you can kind of do a couple speech checks and be like, hey, uh, Dave's a fucking nut. And you can get him to be not the only uh ballot for the for the election uh and if you do if you do uh dave will if dave loses the election by some magical means he hires you the player character to go to old only oni and uh and clear out the death clause dave reaches his new city and kicks the merc out and says you have to leave and if you talk to him more than two times he becomes completely hostile anything you'd like to add about he tries to, like, reestablish? Yeah, he reestablishes and says it's the new Republic of Dave. I mean, did the original Republic of Dave ever get renamed if the if he loses? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would be tradition of the nation. Yeah, what would you, if you had your own sovereign nation, what would you name it? Oh, I totally hoped you would ask this. Really? Yeah, I was like, because I was going to ask you if you didn't ask me. Well, let me hear it. I don't know. I never really figured what the name of it would be. Um, I already knew it. It was, this is an old goof from high school, but it would be named Dickland. Would you like to explain that? Yeah, because my name is Declan. And Dickland, it's just a bastardization of my name. Who used to call you, say that? She who must not be named. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Is there a cat in my room? I would like, who's the person that you can ask to be the other candidate? A woman in there. I don't. It, the, I don't think the wiki when I wrote down the notes said anything about it. It's a uh, for the. It's for the quest called Election Day. I know. Yeah. Um. Well, it's actually. It's actually. What do you call it? It's not a real quest. It's a secret quest. Yeah. It's. It is an unmarked quest. Yeah. That's. That's what it was. I couldn't think of the name. So you can persuade Rosie or Bob to run against Dave, and. You can basically rig the election for them to win by, before him opening the ballot box, crouching behind it and uh, lockpicking it, taking out all the ones that say Dave and leaving in only the ones. <laughs> oh, speaking only of the that, ones that uh, you want to win. I forgot to mention, sorry to cut you off, but if you don't refer to Dave as Mr. President and treat him with the utmost respect, you have 24 hours to leave the Republic or you'll be executed. Which, like... Honestly, North that, Korea. That's that, that's some some North Korea shit. But like, honestly, the Republic of Dave. As long as you follow the seemingly stupid rules, it's a good place to live. Or at least it seems like that. I mean, you could say the same thing about North Korea, though. Yeah, but like, great weather. <laughs> Apparently, their soil is good. You can I mean, go fishing and eat. But I mean, the Republic of Dave seems mostly free, and like, at least it's trying to be a republic. But like. I feel like it's a decent place. There's a school. There's a place to, like, be safe. There's a people to guard, even though it's only Bob and Dave. <laughs> it's, still a, it's still a settlement that's been thriving enough to go through, like, five iterations of name change. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Over 200 years, yeah. I feel like that'd be... I feel like Republic of Dave, if I had to choose a place to live, it's in the running. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, but back to the question about, like, if I had a settlement made, yeah, yeah, yeah. made for me, it would definitely be, be Dickland, where um, where I would take the name Richard. 
Okay. And um, I would be, uh, I would be, uh, no, Richard would be a title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I would be, I'd be Dick Declan. And uh, this Dick would be, Declan. this would be my, uh, my place. I don't, I don't know what would, what I would include if I got to like build my own. It's like I'm doing Fallout 4 all over again. Fuck. I don't know. What would you like include in your, what would you name your settlement? And what my settlement? Name? Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I I'd like to think that it would be all right. You're saying that like Fallout rules apply. Yeah. Uh, am I a ghoul? If you want to be. If I can be a ghoul and have all of my all of the Fallout rules apply, uh, I'm changing my name to what? To Ron Thaddeus Goolman, attorney at law, and I am taking over Tenpenny Tower or some sort of tower esque place. Let me guess. Ta- you would call it Ron Goolman Estates. Probably. Uh, I'm taking over the entire thing, making it Ron Goldman Estates, making that top floor entirely mine, and then I'm running the largest caravan on the East Coast out of it. That sounds like a pretty strong five-year plan. I didn't really... <laughs> I didn't come up with that. Um, I don't know. I feel like what I would do is I would... Uh, I mean, this is to... ideal. This is ideal. This isn't like, oh, it happened now, and I have to go do something. Yeah, you're, that's not like... That's not snapping your fingers and making it happen. No, that's... I mean, that's that's the the, the Fallout D&D game we play. That's like the fucking plot line that we've gone through, is that yeah. the character Ron Goulman took over Tenpenny Tower and now runs the largest caravan on the East Coast. And, like, it's a really good storyline that you guys have created. Um, I mean, if I had to, like, choose a way to, like, establish a settlement, I'd probably be like, yo, Brotherhood Outcast, you guys are pretty good, why don't we make a home? That's a fucking solid plan. Because they have the munitions, they have the fighting experience, so they'd be able to- What do you bring to the table? What do I bring to the table? I bring to the table some fabulous, uh, vibes, and- I bring some fabulous vibes and a prime real estate that I have already chosen. And that is going to remain nondescript because I actually haven't picked a prime real estate. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really, to be completely honest with you, I haven't, um, I haven't really given it a lot of thought. Yeah. I mean, it would make a lot of sense to make an established, like to establish a community out of a pre-existing like framework of like mm-hmm. a building or like some kind of settlement. So like, for example, Rivet City is genius oh yeah it's the perfect place for for a city um and likewise like diamond city great oh diamond city hell yeah yeah hell yeah fortified it's once you have it all like boarded up it's manageable oh yeah i go to i went to a baseball game in the summer i was uh it was yankees versus phillies i went to philly i'd never been to philly before and i walked in there and i went this would make a great settlement yeah right like it's so weird how how just seeing that makes you think differently. Like when I I went to I went on vacation to DC and we stood in a hotel that was right by the Pentagon and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the Citadel." Yeah, like, right. Like it it just and then I went in the subway. I don't think I've talked about this on the show before. I might have. And I went in the subway and I was like, "Oh fuck, I've been here." Like you know your way around. I was like, "There's there's there's Reavers over there. Like I know exactly where I am." Like it was yeah. so it was so weird how how it looks so it sounds, spot on. It sounds like super surreal. Yeah. I was like and I remember like I looked cuz I I think I was in high school when I went. And if I wasn't I just got out of high school. And I remember I looked at my mom and I was like, "Oh, I I've been here." I was like, "I know where I am." Yeah. It was just weird. It was just really weird. That's another like good place that I would hold a settlement in like a in subway. The subway. Yeah. In the subways. Yeah. As long as the third rail isn't isn't a thing. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, they use that as, like, a ha-ha name for a place in Fallout 4, the third rail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like that was that was a good one but like you can always find like a you can always build a really good settlement out of like a subway because they already have like a drainage i'm pretty sure like a built-in drainage system and it's underground so like all you have to do is guard the entrances yeah but that means that there's another entrance somewhere else unless you block it up completely yeah like i'm saying like there's another subway across town that someone could get into and be yeah, like, oh, like, fuck. As long as you're competent and you can hold it. Yeah, I guess like you're the, right. the family did it. Yeah, yeah, Or was yeah, that a yeah, train you're depot? Right, you're right, you're right. No, 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 that was the station. Yeah. I don't know, I'd like to see a mall that isn't run over by Super Mutants. Fallout 4 had Fallon's department store, but it was a Super Mutants ran it, pretty much, type of deal. I don't know if I ever went there. You probably did. Yeah. Uh, where else? That would be really rad. Cool. I had a really good one, and now I can't think of it. I'd like to see an airport. The bo- the boomers, no? Oh yeah, you're right. You know what's funny? You say that. I was at I was at work this summer when it when it was going real hard, and it mm-hmm. was like sixteen hours a week. I or I'm sorry, sixteen hours a day. Some days, like two three days in a row. And I was trying to think of ideas for the show, and I was like, yo. How cool would it be if, like, and I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Las Vegas, and I was like, how fucking cool would a Fallout game in Las Vegas be? Are you kidding me? I genuinely had that thought. I was like, that would be such a fucking tight game. That'd be such a fucking fun game to play. It would be, and it, and it turns out it's the most beloved game in the franchise. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, that'd be so fucking cool. And I think I might have like grabbed my phone to text you, and I think I was typing out, "Yo, how tight would a Fallout game?" And then I was like, "Wait, you fucking idiot!" <laughs> like that's the first game you ever went to a midnight release for. How did you forget that? Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, it was just one of those moments of like, the fuck? But before we... Have you said everything you've wanted to say about Dave and his Republic? Um... I just think it's funny that you can rig an election. <laughs> and, I, and I think that it's like a really funny like parody of like American politics. Yeah. How there's someone that's just like big dicking it around and then someone behind the scenes is actually doing all the work. Yeah. I just think that's really and, funny. And it, and it even... Fuck, dude! Does life imitate art, or does art imitate life? Because you wind yes, up fucking they both ha- both imitate both. Because you wind up fucking deleting emails. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you hack That's the election. Incredible, yeah. You, you hack the election. That's incredible. <laughs> That's so funny.Ucking almost eleven years later, and that's still pertinent. No, ten years. October twenty fifth is when Fall Three came out. I thought it was October twenty third. No, they, I don't think they got it on the 23rd. They wanted to get it as close to the 23rd as possible, I remember hmm. hearing. I, I think we've already talked about the release date a few times. No, I know, but I'm just saying. But, like, ten yeah. years later, and it's still fucking Like, you think we'd know by now. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't really have anything else to say about Dave, but there is something that I kind of wanted to bring to your attention and to the people at home's attention that I heard for the first time and never thought about. There's, a th- there's actually... Okay, so I was watching a video... And it was, uh, what happens if you kill off all the major factions in Fallout 4 before the game even starts, right? So, the guy goes to, uh, the Museum of History and shoots Preston and the whole crew in the face, and they don't really do anything because at that point they're still considered, uh, crucial characters, right? Yeah. He then goes to the police station where Dance is, kills Dance, kills his two scribes, and then you just become an enemy of the Brotherhood, and the Brotherhood never show up triggered through that quest line wait the Pridwin never shows well, up if you don't let me do finish. that quest line okay right, if you me. if you do that if you can't do that quest line so the Pridwin will never show up by you doing dances quests okay 
Then he found the railroad, and as soon as he found Desdemona, he shot Desdemona in the face and the rest of them. So after that, he said he went back to do, he went back to Preston and was like, hey, Preston, uh, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And he said the same shit happened. It was the same shit. I wish I fucking remembered the channel's name. I'd shout him out. He went to Preston and was like, yo, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And then Preston was still considered a crucial character. So he went to go do the quest line and the game like glitched out and he couldn't pick up the minigun. Right? Huh. So, and then he, he, he said if he could probably get past the Minutemen, the only thing it would come down to is that uh, you'd go to Rivet City. Or Diamond City. not Rivet City. You'd go to Diamond City and maybe you can get the Pridwin to show up, but he never really did it. He goes, the game's kind of over from here. The Institute, from like from like a logical standpoint, it made sense to me because the Institute would see how, how you've operated and see that you're just an agent of chaos, that you don't really need to be taken into the to the Institute. They don't see you as a, as a reputable being. Huh. I don't know if the game ends, like 110% ends right there. You can probably trigger the Pridwin to show up. Yes, somehow. But he he didn't go any further in his video. So in that video, he goes into the he goes into the railroad's uh, headquarters, and he sees Pam. And Pam, remember the robot Pam? Pam was she the one that did all the uh, the calculations? Yeah, the assaultron. Yeah, Pam is in an attack stance, like she's ready to fight, but she doesn't attack the sole survivor. Now, the guy said that he thought that made sense because there's some fan theories that Pam started the Great War. Huh. So I started really? looking up I yeah, I when I started looking up fan theory, Fallout 4, Pam, Great War, and I couldn't find anything, right? So I thought maybe this dude was like blowing smoke up my ass. Yeah. So I went on YouTube and I just typed in Fallout 4 Pam theories, right? And I click on one video that was just Fallout, Fallout 4 theories about the game. So some of them are absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, uh, the Lone Wanderer is actually Deacon. Which makes no sense, because the Lone Wanderer doesn't leave DC until 2299. Yeah. The game takes place in 2287. Then there's other ones like... Um, Nick, which I don't think is absolutely ridiculous, but Nick was the first courser. Huh. Which I think is... I didn't really listen to it all that much because I was kind of skipping through it to see if he talked yeah. about Pam. But he, That's a bit more likely, though. But he said one that, to me, 110% makes absolute sense. And that is that Dogmeat is a synth. Yeah, Dogmeat's a synth. Now, I listened to it, and like it was one of those things that he said it, and I went, oh, absolutely. Like That makes so much sense. Because Dogmeat can't die. Well, no, I'm not even thinking that, because when you first get to the Institute, and for a three-year-old game, uh, spoiler alert coming up right now. Um, I'm going to put in the, sorry, there's spoilers. Wow, oh, look at you, you're a good man. Yeah. It's a little convenient that Dog meets at the Red Rocket Station, is it not? I would say that it's uh Right by where Vault 111 yeah. is. Now, this kind of goes into the whole theory that the, the sole survivor himself is a synth. There's a video on it by Austin. I think it's Austin Horrigan. Again, Austin. Austin Horrigan, come on the podcast. He did a video explaining why the Soul Survivor is most likely a synth. And it made so much fucking sense to me. You only have the memories of right before the bombs drop. You are preserved. Uh, 
it's it's kind of like I'm, I mean I'm not gonna sit here and tell you the whole video because I don't remember it honestly but it made I remember it making a lot of sense when you first get to the Institute Sean or father says to you he's like we didn't know if you would get here but we had been watching something along those lines I'm not exactly sure what exactly he says but it's something along those lines now oxhorn oxhorn please 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 this is out of out of 11 plus one episodes this is like the eighth one where i've asked you to come on the podcast please come on the podcast um he did a video that was saying that there's a there's a room in the institute that shows a bunch of cameras right like like views of the, of the wasteland through cameras and if you go to those places, there's no way to get on top of anything. So the theory is that the birds, the crows in Fallout 4, are actually just cameras that are mobile that are synth crows. No shit. Yeah, you didn't. You never heard that? No, that's actually kind of genius, though. And when you go to... I remember when I went to the Institute, the first thing I did was kind of just look around. And you know what my, the number one thing that I remember about the Institute was? What? Synth gorillas. Oh, yeah. Synth gorillas are dope as shit. Yeah. But if they can do it with gorillas, they can do it with anything. Yeah. And uh, that's primate... D- gorillas are primates, right? Uh, yeah. That's primate DNA. That's I mean, they're close robots. To humans. No, I know, but I'm, sa- or I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Primate DNA is close to human DNA. And everything is based off of father, right? Uh, yeah. So, you don't think that they can make a dog? Oh, I think they could very easily make a dog. And if they're taking it from the memories that you have, that's why I think, like, you, when you first meet Dogmeat, his name is just Dog. And when you play the game, you can go up to the... In the beginning of the game, you can go up to the dog bow, and it's like, oh, the dog ran away. So there's already a dog that is, like, a perfect breed bred dog. Every other dog in the game hmm. is an attack dog that's, like, a vicious animal or a, 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 a mongrel hound. Yeah, some kind of feral shit. Speaking of that, did you ever hear um did you ever hear a fucking super mutant hound uh howl? Yeah, it's terrifying. Oh my god. I thought a ship was docking. <laughs> I, I, I started a new playthrough on Fallout 4. I'm playing uh, a barbarian. Oh, cool. And I was like, what the fuck was that noise? And it was a fucking hound, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, they're terrifying. Oh, definitely. I genuinely think because then when you get there, it's kind of convenient that he's dog meat's there because you, when you go to Kellogg's house in Diamond City, you need dog meat. Do you? Yeah, if I remember correctly, at least I think I had dog meat with me when I did it, so that might have just been like because somebody once told me, or one video I watched said that if you go to Mama Murphy, she calls dog dog meat, and that's how it happens. But the way dog meat went from dog to dog meat when I played it, I remember when you're there with Nick, he's like, I bet dog meat could help. And then from then on, he was dog meat. Huh. So maybe you don't need it, but for me, I needed it. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, so there's, Holy no, shit, there's no doubt in my mind that dog meat is a synth. Because dog meat is too much of a pure fucking bred dog. He's and how come he's so perfectly trained? Like he's yeah, so friendly who fucking and did that. Yeah. yeah, not even not even that. You could program that into him. But oh like, yeah, a dog. If you like that, shit like this, I bet you would like Westworld. You know what? I don't have HBO, and I'm not paying for yeah. it until they make the Watchmen show. I'll get you HBO can, Go for that Watchmen yeah, show. You can use wait. Uh, you can use my HBO. 
to no I can't that's illegal Declan god damn it don't fucking say that on a recording oh yeah you can't use my HBO hot loser god damn it what are you gonna do fucking download mp3s off Napster next <laughs> no what are you talking about I forgot about that story <laughs> how you got the FBI to call your house about a Taylor Swift song they didn't call my house they, they came to your letter. house no they sent a letter <laughs> yeah so I just I, I heard that and I just really wanted to talk about that because I thought it was super fucking interesting yeah that's freaking buck wild do you have any other like did you ever hear any other f- crazy fan theories about the fallout games um I mean I have but none that were memorable enough for me to like stick like stick to it I mean of course the the ever classic vault tech did 9-11 I mean the great war <laughs> Um, but I, l- I love that one. That one just makes a lot of sense. That one makes a lot of sense. Usually if I find a theory I like, it's because it makes a lot of sense and it's well thought yeah. out. Yeah. And that there's like back, there's enough reason, there's enough motive and enough of a, of a evidence. Yeah. Hey Vince, do you want to talk about anything else? Um, yeah. What do you want to talk about? No, I asked you first. I don't, don't do this to me. The correct response is I asked you second. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know, man. What's new? Anything fun going on in the news? I'm not doing that shtick. What? That's a shitty stick. You heard about this one? You know about this one? What's the deal with my wife's sweater? <laughs> oh, you know what I did? What'd you do? I fucked up. Yeah? I fucked up big time. I'd like to apologize to everyone in, in England. Uh, last week, I had some, some ill words to say about the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. I fucking love the Great British Baking Show. Did you go try it after I told you about it? Okay, so I couldn't sleep the other night, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll put something boring on and go to bed. <laughs> and I put on the Great Brit- British Baking Show, and guess what? It's Buck Wild, and you loved it. I fucking loved it. And I was <laughs> like, I hate that I love this. Actually, it's, I've like, only seen, like, clips. I still haven't seen a single episode. Really? Yeah. Son. I'm on, uh, it, it did it backwards. Instead of going from season one to season, or sorry, series one to series five, it did series five to series one. So I'm technically on the fifth one. And I love Julia. I'll have to, I'll have to look oh, into dude, that. She's, she's adorable. She's, fuck, she's adorable. She's like this Russian little woman who is an amazing baker. I love her. And this black dude, this black dude, Liam. I think I like him because he's the youngest dude on the show. And he's always trying to make crazy shit. Yeah, I'm into that kind of pizzazz. Yeah. No, I... I... And then, like, they did an episode on pudding. And I know I made a joke about pudding last week, but I didn't realize how nuts British pudding is. It they It's a big fucking deal. Dude, it's bread. Yeah, it's bread pudding. I didn't fucking know it was... No, no, no. It's, like, just bread. Bread with, like, fruit. Yes. There's no there's no fucking sticky brown like liquid shit. Yeah. It's like, I'm it's so entirely something different. Pudding. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had no clue. Why didn't you tell me? I mean, I thought you you knew. I thought you were a, a world-cultured individual. Fucking about pudding? No. <laughs> I thought about food. I was assuming your your love for food would prevail. Okay, my love for food is me looking up how to make the perfect fucking fried chicken cutlet. Not, oh, what's popping in the pooping put put that? What's popping in the pudding world this fucking week? Is there any fucking is there any fucking hip trendy places opening up in Oregon, Portland that are fucking pudding only? Dude, did I tell you when I went to Oregon there was, I went to a shop, like a like a restaurant, I don't know why I called it a shop. I went to a fucking sit-down restaurant and the dude looked at me it, straight into my eyes and goes, "This is a chicken hoagie and i was like the fuck did you say to me a chicken hoagie yeah i was like i was like what fucking side of the world are you from that you call it that that is like a pennsylvania thing only 
Is it only a Pennsylvania thing? As far I as I know, I've like, only ever heard it in PA. I thought that was like a mid, like a mid northeast no, thing. You go to you go to PA is the hoagie. You go to Jersey, it's either a hero or a sub. Everywhere else, New it's York, a sub. it's a sub. No, it's a he- well, it depends. Or a hero, but my parents always called it a hero, so I was a, I always thought maybe yeah. it was just because they were from a borough. Yeah, but, my dad always called it a sub. Well, you can go to fucking you go down south and it's it's a grinder or or a po- a poor boy. A po- boy. I mean, I no grinder is something else, but I try to have a decent fucking family friendly <laughs> fucking podcast. <laughs> But no, it was just I just couldn't believe that I was I was on the West Coast and this guy said the word hoagie. It's like, who the fuck are you? I hate that word. I fucking hate the word hoagie. Why? Listen to how it sounds. That sounds like a fucking sexual act. Like let me give you a dirty hoagie in the bathroom in twenty. <laughs> no, minutes. it's a delicious sandwich. No, it doesn't even sound delicious. It sounds. What's your favorite food? What's your favorite food? My favorite food. What's your favorite food in the whole world? I don't. It's hard to pick. I like a lot of food. Pick pick a food that you love. Meat and cheese. Alright, the White Castle Slider. The all-holy... You better not be fucking... fucking with the White Castle Slider. They will strike you down with great vengeance and furious anger. Are you saying that I'm fucking it up? You better not. Son, do you not understand who I am? I am a knight of the White Castle. Oh, I know. Oh, brave, brave knight. Would you rather a slider from White Castle or a hoagie? I mean, it depends what I'm in the mood for. A slider a slider from White Castle is made by an angel. It's made by someone with such a delicate touch. A hoagie is made by a 65-year-old woman with chin stubble smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I'm not sure what's better for the cold open, that or the pudding. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. We're on the same page now. Just like... But like, like a hoagie's just fucking like... You just put that in your face. But I feel like if I ate a, a hoagie, I'd feel like I'm like a dirty, dirty girl. Oh, yeah? Like, I'd feel like I, I, I gotta work for my money. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just feel like... <laughs> I just feel like this isn't this isn't what I signed up for. I don't know. I think it just... The, the name itself implies a mess. Like, you know how, like, there's a sandwich spot that you love and they make great food, but you're like, ah, I don't want to go there. It's a mess. I mean, I have been in that situation before. Like, okay, okay. You really want to you really wanna fucking locate us on a map? Uh, the Almighty Wawa? Yeah. Less superior to the, to the, to the Immaculate White Castle, but the, the pretty damn good Wawa? I used to go there, and all of the toppings on your sandwich were included, so I'd be like, yeah, give me fucking lettuce, tomato, onion. Fucking everything, Give me sweet yeah. peppers. Give me everything. And then I'd get in the car, and my lap is covered in condiments. I mean, so I started going in there and going, okay, this is what I'm going to get. I'm going to get sweet peppers, I'm going to get onion, and I'm going to get uh, spinach, and maybe a sauce. And you know what? It's not fucking all over everything now. But guess what? They find a way. What do you mean they find a way? They find a way to make it so that it gets all over. Not if you fucking get a little bit of shit. Like, you know what? Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace to Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain's ghost. Why don't you come on the podcast? What an incredible guy. He did a thing once, I think it was for Munchies, which is like Vice's food network. Yeah. That was like, don't put a ton of shit on a burger. And I never thought of this. He's like... Lettuce, okay. Onion, all right. Mayo, mm, ketchup. Now you're now now you're going too far. Two to three things on a burger at a time. 
Because other than that, you're drowning out all the flavors of everything else. Yeah. Like, I want to taste the meat, and I want to taste the crispness, the crispness of the lettuce, and I want to taste the twang that is the mustard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to taste all that. I don't want to take a bite and go, mmm, food. Mmm, <laughs> food. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? That's funny. Son, I don't know about you, but I'm super excited about Red Dead 2. I have mentioned it in the past, and I will say it again. I wasn't a Red Dead person growing up, but I fucking love the idea of it. Did you see any of the the news about it? It's fucking horses have. I sent that to the chat. When it's cold, oh, the balls shrivel. How nuts is that? The future is goddamn How now. Nuts. That's gonna be on someone's portfolio. That I made the balls shrivel in Red Dead Two. <laughs> That's someone's claim to fame. <laughs> Like, how nuts is it that, like, every generation has its thing? You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, at first it was, it was, it was 16-bit graphics, right? And then it was 3D graphics. And then once it kind of got out of the the realm of, of the big boldness, it kind of got over to, like, oh, we have a dynamic system of how NPCs interact with the character. Or we have a dynamic lighting effect. Or a dynamic weather environment that inhabits the entire world, right? Now I'm seeing the big trend is weather. Weather? Like, not just weather how I said, like, oh, it rains. But, like, realistic weather. But, like, how Breath of the Wild had had a thermometer. Yeah. And how you interacted with the world based on that. Honestly, the, their implementation of temperature was pretty brilliant. I think. I think that's like. I think really think that's where all games are going to be going. Yeah. Like not like oh every game is going to be a weather game, but like shout out to Donahue. But like I think everything will be kind of implemented with weather in mind because if if we perfect and I'm using this word lightly, but if we perfect like VR simulations. The only thing that we're going to get closer to is realism, right? Yeah. So why not have it where it's actually fucking cold or it's actually fucking hot that and would you can be... feel that shit? Like, I just, I don't know. I was There's actually a that. thing like... uh, that actually oh, exists in a preliminary state right now. What do you mean? There is like, I a... Like, put a suit on and feel chilly? No, there's, like, these gloves that this one company made that I think I saw it on a... I saw it on a YouTube video. I forget whose video it was. I think it was, like, uh... Like... I don't remember. Fucking, it was interesting though. But there's these gloves that you can wear. They can simulate like uh, like touch and like heat and cold based on like okay. what you feel in the 3D environment. Okay. And it's I was like, that's nuts. Like it's not a consumer thing. It's like a professional thing for like simulations. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. the fact that that technology to some degree actually exists, that's nuts. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't know, dude. The future is now. The future is now. I don't even carry my wallet anymore. I pay for everything on my phone. Do you really? Yeah. That's not a world I want to live in. I mean, that's not a world I want to live yeah, in. Yeah. I just like I don't carry my wallet. I carry my school ID and my phone. In what? What do you carry your your ID in? It has a lanyard hole on it. Wow. So I just leave it. I basically leave my ID on my keys and I carry my phone and most places at this point except uh, digital pay. That's fucking incredible. I don't like that though. I like having something physical in my hand, even if it's my card. I like that. At the same time, there's like this euphoric rush of like, oh, I need to pay. I take out my phone and scan it. Yeah. And what if your phone's dead? Well, I make sure that doesn't fucking happen. 
I mean, if I'm going out to like to like the diner, they they don't take that shit. I bring my card. I'm not an idiot. Like, actually, I need to I need to hit the ATM because they don't even accept cards. Yeah, <laughs> which is like that's that's you know what diner. We should get mood. in America though. Fucking WeChat. 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 It's like only in China. Oh yeah, that's like their thing. It's like Venmo meets fucking like Facebook meets Instagram. Yeah, it's like everything wrapped up in one. Yeah, it's incredible. But again, that is also their only option. Yeah, yeah. So. It's it's fucking communism and WeChat. But Red Dead Two has over two hundred different types of animals in it. That's insane. That's fucking. It's gonna be like a sixty or eighty gigabyte download. It fucking has to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of upset that I don't have a PS4 Pro. Be- to be honest, because 4K at sixty. Yeah. I don't even know if it runs I... it at sixty frames, but like, I don't, dude. Fucking sixty frames a second is such a joke. Not at 4K. Such a. It's such a no. It's such a fucking joke in today's in today's gaming world because I have a PS4 and I've had it for three years, maybe four years now, and I don't think I've played a single game at 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 uh, sixty frames. Because the regular PS4, I'm pretty sure, is capped. No, no, no. The that was like a selling point was fucking 1080 uh, video quality. It depends on the refresh frames. rate of your monitor or your TV at the same time. You were there when I bought the TV. Yeah. So it's you, a 4K you should, TV. You should, it's a, yeah, and if I'm not sure if that if the regular PS4 can do 4K resolution at 60 frames a second. Most monitors can't do that. No. I don't care. It doesn't it, it's an older PS4. It doesn't project in 4K. It projects in 1080. So I've never I don't think I, I, I I'm looking at my games right now. Maybe Uncharted. Maybe Uncharted. Maybe Horizons. Maybe. Spider-Man was fucking 30 frames a second. It depends on how they optimize the game, too. Like, some games just, like, it just can't work. No, I get that. Yeah. I totally understand that, but I'm just saying, like, don't make such a big deal. I don't think, I don't know, I just don't think we should be making such a big deal out of something like that, either. What? Like, I don't think we should be making a big deal out of it. Like, games aren't good because their graphics are. Games are good because they control well. I mean, that's your that's your take on it. A lot of people value different things Son. in games. I know, and I'm just saying, um, coming from like someone that has to see it from like a lot of angles, there's a lot of people that will buy a game that is shinier than a game that is good. Yeah, and that's why they put out a new fucking 2K game every year. Every fucking 10 months, a new 2K game comes out. Because those people are just there to see the roster update and see the graphics and play as fucking Quavo. Because apparently fucking Quavo plays basketball. Now. What I'm getting at is like, go play. I was playing. I was playing fucking uh, Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. That game is 2D, and it is sprites, and that game plays. It handles phenomenally. Oh yeah. Like I okay. Now with that being said, I can't get into the n64 because i didn't grow up with it and i'm like i can't the render distance is terrible i can't see more than 10 feet in front it's, of me it's your uncanny fuck. valley of like where games change like well no yes kind of because i even was playing uh san andreas a few years ago and i remember going i can't fucking see anything in front of me this game can't render shit. Yeah. Not that it couldn't render shit, but I couldn't believe how how short the render distance was. Cause like that was my that was my snow day game. Whenever we had a snow day in, in school, I was like, I'm playing six hours of San Andreas. Yeah. I mean, for me, oh, what was my snow day game? Usually Pokemon. Okami. Really? Yeah. I got into Okami a lot later. Oh wow. Yeah. 
I mean, it's the best game ever made. I'd love to do an episode I, about it. I couldn't it, get into it. I bought it. I just couldn't get into it. It's the best game ever made. But yes. uh, in looking at a list that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. There are 15 games that run at 60 frames a second, or uh, 60 FPS at 1080p on PS4. And what are they? 15? Uh, 15 oh, sorry, 15 remastered, about 30 in total. Let me hear them. Um, Blacklight Retribution, Flow. That played at 60? Yep. Uh, Flower, Gran Turismo Sport, uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, uh, one of the, like, remasters, of course. Um, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop, Kingdom Hearts 2.5. So all the Kingdom Hearts games. Basically, the most recent re-release. Um, Lego Harry Potter, MLB 14. Fucking! Yeah, for real. Uh, Knights of Azor, uh, Primal Carnage Extinction, Resogun, Star Ocean Integrity, and Faithlessness. I haven't heard of that one. Sword Art Online Lost Song, Tearaway Unfolded, Witch and the Hundred Night Revival Edition, Wipeout Omega Collection, Yakuza, um, Call of Duty cool. Modern Warfare Remastered, Dark Souls 1 Remastered. I have that. That doesn't uh, look like it. Dead or Alive 5 Last Round Remastered, Dead Rising Remastered. Uh, God of War 3 Remastered, Gravity Rush Remastered, Journey. Of course, the, this is the remastered section. Yeah. Because um, Journey came out for PS3. Um, Metro Last Light Redux. Uh, Resident Evil 4 through 6. Uh, Last of Us Remastered. Uh, Uncharted okay, Nathan yeah. Drake Collection. And Valkyria yes. Chronicles Remastered. Alright, so out of 30 games. Those are. I didn't know Blacklight those did. are for PS4. Oh, oh, there's a oh, I missed an entire list of games that also do, but um, they were just listed separately because they were also on Xbox. This is the cross-platform list. It's long. Ugh. There's no point of me saying it, but um, a lot of games do play uh, at sixty. I don't know. Maybe I just don't notice it. Like I notice some it people can I... see it. Like I can see the difference between thirty FPS and sixty because I literally have to look for it. No, but I, I I thought that was a myth that everybody can see it, and people say they don't see it are liars. The thing is, it's it's weird to explain how you can see it because it's mostly to do with uh, how motion is. Sorry, it's mostly to do with how motion is perceived and whether motion blur is applied to fix the inconsistencies of the in between frames. Really? Yep. Sixty FPS is basically filling in all of the in-between frames with mm-hmm. with real frames as opposed to motion blur. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like in like a nutshell kind of what's going on. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Because like if, I watch a, if I watch a video on YouTube that's in the 60 frames, I totally notice it. Like I remember when the, when the whole like 30 versus 60 frames debate came out, I think IGN put up a video that I wound up watching that was like Assassin's Creed Black Flag in 30 frames versus 60 frames. And I could totally see it. But, like, if I'm at home, I don't notice it. Yeah. No, that being said, I do I do remember thinking Blacklight was, like, really fucking pretty. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to put a finger on it, but it's all working in the background to give you a better experience. At the same time, movies are shot in 24.5 frames a second. Yeah. So, so, at the very least, you're getting something that's movie quality. Oh, a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Those, like, whatever, like... 4.5 extra like frames per second really isn't doing much but i i can see it yeah that's a little little games stuff for you how do you feel about bowsette fuck 
Um, I think it's an interesting meme. I don't get why it's here. I, I don't, don't know where it came from. Meme. I just know it's here now. Where, where, I don't, like, I just... I think it's kind of funny. It's kind of like a parody of, like, hentaization of things. And I think it's, like, it's funny, but, like, I don't feel like it's going to last long. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't understand why we need it. I, uh, I'm much more interested in Bongo Cat. I think it's... I, I love music-based memes. I, I love you a Bongo bunch Cat. of fucking Bongo Cat videos and you didn't even respond. I mean, at the... It might have just been poor timing, but I fucking love Bongo Cat. There's a bunch of really good ones. There are. And I I hate that I like Bongo Cat. Yeah? Because I fucking... I know it's it's going to be gone by the end of the month. Oh, yeah. And it's, we're recording this on the 25th of September. I mean... We did remember the 21st night of September. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And Bongo Cat did, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I don't know. I don't know. I just... I miss I miss when memes were good and they weren't just E. Did you ever see that picture of fucking Lord Farquaad from Shrek? Yeah. <laughs> and they fucking Photoshop Markiplier on him and it just says E. Like... Yeah, there's what like the fuck is the sense of humor of the internet. So many layers of irony at this point that it's just kind of like, when does it end? Like it's not even funny. <laughs> at that, at the same time, are we just being old? I fuck. You really think Thanos car? Thanos car is funny? I don't think Thanos car is funny. I don't know. I just it's probably because we're old. Yeah. You kidding me? I hear fucking did, I, did you see kids in their Fortnite? Like we're just, we're just old. <laughs> Did you see what I put on my Twitter? I mean, you put a decent amount of stuff on Twitter. What are you... My, I was driving, and my brother... I was like, hey, you want to put on a song? And he starts putting on fucking all this shit that I've never heard of. Yeah. And he puts on Drake, and I went, not in my fucking car. And he's like, oh, come on. I was like, no, no Drake, no fucking country. Then he starts putting on that fucking Takeshi 6 9 character. Right? Yeah, I'm... Yeah, that's cancelled. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking... He's like a pedophile. Yeah. Or alleged. But still... Yeah, he's a, just a shitbag, though. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not I'm not listening to this. It's a song with, like, him and Nicki Minaj, and I can tolerate Nicki Minaj. She's yeah. fucking super I would even borderline say that I like Nicki Minaj. I, I, I do. want to. I want to in the worst way, and I just can't, because she's too fucking vulgar. At the same time, I kind of need that mood. How? There's, like, times where I'm just like, yeah, fuck, it's a word. No, 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 no. I can listen to someone say fuck this, fuck that all, all all day, but when she's talking about how she's like, like, fucking, what was that one song? She had that song, fucking Bedrock. You remember that song, Bedrock? Um, I, Where the chorus was literally, and I quote, call me Mr. Flintstone. I can make that Bedrock. <laughs> she, her verse started up, started off with something like, and I'm paraphrasing, but... Hold up, wait a second, it's my turn. Something, 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 put this pussy on those sideburns. Why the fuck is your vagina that close to my ear? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get an ear infection. That's how you get ants. <laughs> it's just, just like, I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to hear about your vagina and your vagina problems, but like... I don't know. I don't I don't get that. Like there's nothing sexy about that to me at least. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you look a lot deeper at music just in general. So, I yeah. feel like when you look deeper and it's just kind of like shallow that you get disappointed. But also, I I want to be able to like listen to the music 
that I like with my family in the car. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. In high school, if if I was in the car with you, I was playing hard in the paint by Waka Flocka. There's no way I'm not playing hard in the paint. And I was fucking turning your volume up as high as, as high as it would go and fuck you if you didn't want it. And I was going to thrash the fuck out. I used to play Brooklyn Zoo by Old Dirty as loud as it would go. And I had this whole fucking shtick to go with it. That's a fucking yam and a half. Yeah, I, was, but, I never really liked Waka Flocka. Like, at all. I was just not into it. The fuck did you just say to me? Yeah, I just, I never, just, I never liked it. Really? Yeah, I just really wasn't into Waka Flocka. Out of all the times I've played it in the car. I mean, you're my friend. You're allowed to have tastes that I don't have. You never, but, son, every time I say, put some hood anthems on, what's the first thing that goes on? Um, probably Waka Flocka. <laughs> probably that, or Lemonade, just because that's a fucking great song. Yeah. I mean, Bring the Ruckus. Or, that's not a hood anthem, well. It's a little bit. I'm talking about, like, a 2000s hood anthem. Yeah. I just want to hear Ignorance. <laughs> I just want to hear fucking Ignorance for the sake of Ignorance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I can't believe you just fucking said this to me. I mean... I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, but, like... I feel like I've put you through at least six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> six minutes of torture, a car ride. No, but what I'm getting at is my brother goes to put this on, and I'm like, this is fucking... This is not good. This isn't good at all. <laughs> and, like, I was like... he's And he's like, well, what do you like to listen to when you drive? And I was like... Did you give you him an education? Book? I should have. I should have been like, well, it all started in 1970 and like wash sound effect. And it's like Sedgwick Ave, Africa Bambata, DJ Cool Herc. And then he would have been like, all right, shut the fuck up and play a song already. Yeah. But I wound up just putting on Tachyon by Death Grips. Tach- oh, what? What did he? How do you respond to, to that? He uh, we were going. I was taking him to his baseball game and I put it real loud. And I think Tachyon's probably, like, one of my favorite Death Grip songs. Yeah. And I'm screaming triple six five four, and, like, just go and like going out. and like, this is what you should listen to before a game. We pull up to the parking lot, and I turn it up to, like, out of 40, I think I had it on, like, 38. And he's like, you need to lower this. So I'm going to get in bed. I'm getting embarrassed by this. And I was like, oh, no. no. And I made it louder. Oh, no. <laughs> so I made it louder. And he's like, you need to stop. And I was like, nope. And I'm like fucking rocking out. And he lo- he looks at me square in the face and lowers the volume and goes, this is a Christian neighborhood. <laughs> like, like, he was saying it as a joke, but it was so serious as he said it. And I was like, I've taught you well. That's so and funny. Oh, my God. So after he said that, I was like, fine. And I turned the volume down and he got out of the car and grabbed all of his stuff out of my car. Mm-hmm. And I rolled all the windows down and threw it back all the way up. And, like, pe- like white people are just like, what is that? Like, just looking in awe because they just can't <laughs> understand any culture that isn't fucking drenched in mayonnaise. Oh, my God. It's like uh, it's like when you look at, like, something that's, like, Cthulhu. Like, they just don't get it. It's, what do you you just can't comprehend it in your brain. Oh, you mean yeah. how, like, we're not supposed to be able to comprehend Cthulhu? Yeah, like, they just couldn't comprehend that music. Yeah, yeah. And, like, <laughs> just, no, it was just super, it was just super fucking funny. It was just super fucking funny. Because it was just, like, I guess I'm old. I mean, I just, I just guess I'm old now. Fucking old head. 
You know what's really funny too? I remember being in high school and being like, oh, it's really cool that rappers are our age right now or a year or two older. And I remember, I don't remember if someone said it to me or if I said it. I was like, it's going to be really weird when I'm still listening to this in 10 years and everybody's five or six years younger than me. Ooh. I mean, Danny Brown is like. He's still young, yeah. 36? Yeah, I would say. His album 30 came out when he was 30. And that I mean, was, yeah. I, was in, I don't know how old I was. But that's still not... He's pretty young, though. Yeah. I don't know. All the rappers I listen to still that are new-ish don't... Like, they're not fucking anything that's what's popular. Have you heard this fucking Juice World song, Lucid Dreams? No, I've never heard of any of that. Oh my god, dude. It's so fucking terrible. It's Who made it? Juice World. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. It's literally a song about how this girl broke his heart. But like I was watching like a because I I thought it was a I thought it was a Post Malone song like they sound very very similar and I wound up watching a review of the song and the dude in the I think it was Todd in the Shadows said it perfectly it's a song written by a kid who's yet to have his heart broken seriously he's going through his first heartbreak of just being in high school he's like seventeen the kid who wrote the song and he's just going through being like oh this sucks my high school girlfriend split. And I don't know how to process these feelings. It's not real heartbreak. It's just like a small devastation that everyone has to get over. Yeah. And I kind of heard it and I was like, I kind of heard what he said. And I was just like, that's exactly how people are in high school. Yeah. And like, what's really funny is I met this kid who was in high school at the time. I don't know what grade he's in, but I think he's like 16 or 17. And he was telling me that he likes that song and likes juice world and then i like watched this review and i was like that makes perfect sense to me now because he's pandering i don't know if pandering is the right word but, but he's he's serving of like yeah, he's serving a target audience well yeah like what do you know about being hurt at fucking 16 yeah you know what i mean like romantically hurt what do you know about that man we just got into it i, I mean that's that's part of the reason why we have the show yeah just to get into I just, it I just, I don't know, like, I, I look at music and I'm just like, if you have a voice, why not say something pertinent? Yeah, say something that's gonna matter. Like, people fucking clown on Kanye all day, but I think his last album, Yay, was so fucking, like, my my, my argument was, in the be- in the first song, it's called I Thought About Killing You, he says, I thought about killing you, and I think about, er, how did, what the fuck does he say, now I'm gonna look like an idiot. You, oh, um, sometimes I think of really... I gotta look it up. Hold on. He goes, but sometimes I think really bad things. Like, really, 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 really bad things. And I love myself way more than I love you. See, if I was trying to relate to more people, I'd probably say that I'm struggling with loving myself because that seems like a common theme, but that's not the case. I love myself way more than I love you, and I think about killing myself. So best believe I thought about killing you today. Premeditated murder. Like, this is a dude who is worth, with all of his companies, all of his shoe deals, all of his clothing endorsements, worth probably a billion. Let's oh, just say. Easily. right? yeah. Millions upon millions. He's He's... I don't want to say he's U.S. royalty because he's not, but the media portrays him as such. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah like, I'd say the so. only time the U.S. really had royalty was the Kennedys, and they were a fucking... They were the U.S.'s royal family. Yeah, but they were a mess. Oh, yeah. I mean, You know, no they had royal... a kid they kept in the basement. Excuse me? 
Yeah, they had a kid that, like, they had the kid and then never talked about him. Something was wrong with him, and they, like, got rid of him. He stood in the basement. Well, most royal families have things to hide. No no <laughs> royal family is a perfect family. No, it's not, but I'm just saying, like, this is a dude who's worth billions of dollars and has kids that are young fans. He has fans that are old, has fans that are young, right? And what he's saying on that song is so personal and so to him of, like, I'm accomplishing everything I've ever wanted, and I think about killing myself because I am unhappy. Like, do you understand what that means? Yeah, like, like, do you? How do you, you express how, many... how dissatisfied you are with perfection? That's what you took from it. I mean, not because I feel I... like I'm not conveying how I am feeling about it correctly, but like, you could have everything that you want in life, but still be unhappy. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of kids out there that are going to hear, like, I, my, my example was there's going to be some, like, 11, 10, 12-year-old kid who wants to get into music, right? Yeah. And his parents are going to buy him a year of sub, a year subscription to Spotify for, for uh, or they're going to buy him a year worth of Spotify subscription. And that's going to be the kid's introduction to music. Or he's going to be using SoundCloud already and want to get more into music, so he asks that for his birthday or whatever, right? Yeah. He's going to say, who's a big name in hip-hop right now? Kanye West. He's arguably been a very big name for well over a decade now. And he's going to listen to that song, and he might have some fucking problems that he doesn't know how to address, that he doesn't know how to verbalize. And he might hear that song and go, here's a guy who you look at him and say, he's got all this money, he's got all this power, he's got a family, he does this, 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 and that, and he thinks the way I think. Yeah. I just, I really, like, I really think you should try to say something with your music. Like, I loved The Life of Pablo, but other than the beats, what's being said? Like, no more parties, he's actually saying something. Like, that oh, I can, yeah. and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking Anthony Fantano. I'm not going to sit here and review an album. But I'm just saying, like, that's a song that I definitely remember something. But a lot of that album, I remember going, this beat is incredible. This beat is absolutely insane. But then you get to an album like Yeezus, which is my fucking favorite Kanye album, next to Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Yay, and, like, that album is so sonically fuck you. Yeah, it's, like, and almost overwhelming. Like, too much sensory overload. And that that's what I love about it, because he said in an interview, anxious. like, I... Yeah, he goes, I gave you nine tracks of noise in one song on Yeezus. Because that is him trying to fucking just be he's upset with the world and he's trying to get it out and he's like he's like nike doesn't fucking want me around he goes i'm still grieving over the loss of my mom i don't i have a sex addiction that is fucking impossible for me to get over how how you ask your bitch for other bitches like it's it, it, it's a man who who in a in a i don't want to say a subtle way but a not so subtle way is saying that i am flawed yeah and i feel like it takes a lot to to say that on a world state yeah like for for a while Welcome we to our Kanye, Kanye West podcast guys. <laughs> <laughs> for a while we had Kanye the, the 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 student, the dropout, right? And that was three albums. And then you had you had 808s and Heartbreak and that was Kanye the I don't know what the fuck to feel anymore. I just I miss my mom. And then you have Kanye the God, which is Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Watch the Throne and Jesus, right? Yeah, where he's expressing it, some kind of power. Yeah, and he's like, I just, like, like he says in an interview, he goes, if, why are you upset that I said I'm a god? Because it's, because it's, 
it's positive, but if I would have said that I'm a gangster or a pimp, you'd be fine with that. Because that's that's the box they put me in hmm. because of who, how I look and who I am in my profession. But because I want to say something positive and I want to say I'm a god, you automatically have something bad to say about me. And then we kind of we kind of see the decline of that with uh, the life of Pablo, right? And it's it's kind of like I'm still here. I'm still this this powerful figure. I'm still this that and the third. But I'm and not then, a god. I'm flawed. I would say you kind of start to see that a little bit. It's more of like a I'm not god. I'm human. But then Ye comes around. It's like I'm mm. human, but I'm flawed. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I was getting at. You have you have Kanye the student, the dropout. You have Kanye the god, and now I think we're at Kanye the human. Yeah. Like even even his next album that comes out, I think fucking like tomorrow, if not tomorrow, Friday, is called uh, Yandi, which is a playoff of Gandhi. And Gandhi was just a, a man. He was just a human who wanted to who wanted to just fucking bring peace to people. And that's his whole campaign lately: is let's bring peace to each other, let's love each other. Yeah. Like, Elon Musk said it on the fucking Joe Rogan podcast. It sounds cliche, but love is the answer. I don't understand why, like, and, and I'll be the first one to say, I'm, I'm, I'm always quick for anger. Whatever, fine. Fuck you. But, like, <laughs> at, the same, at the same time, like, we need to just fucking realize we're all human beings. Yeah, just kind of show a little respect just to someone for being human. Yeah, like, I don't know. If you, if you want to fucking, if you want to tell me what you think, you can find me on Twitter at at the Boogans. That's at all capitals the underscore Boogans at the Boogans. And if you'd like to find Declan, you can find him at at Declan underscore Bean. And while you're on Twitter, why don't you give the show itself a follow? You can find us at Atomic, Atomic Radio, Radio Hour. Once again, that's at Atomic radio hour at atomic radio hour if you would like you can send declan pictures of your pets and if you'd like you could send me memes of elon musk i'm still upset that nobody sent me any i'll send you some memes of elon musk oh thank you there's a lot of things that i like would like to say but sometimes you just need to hear that sweet sweet music and our sweet sweet music was provided by shane ivers the illustrious the legendary the magnificent and if you want to steal our title theme, you can get that do at Silverman, or you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. Awesome. And uh, if you want to find Wes's story, we're going to include that link below in the description. Yeah, we'll link to his GoFundMe and we'll link to his Facebook. And uh, yeah. And like I said earlier in the show, Wes, you're welcome on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um so this week, uh, our original piece of fiction is uh, something that I wrote well before we had this podcast. But I'll get into it a little bit. Just a bit. Just hold on a second. We'll get right into it. Uh, hey, everybody. It's Vince. No, 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 Vince. From the pod. Don't worry. It doesn't matter. This is from, I want to say Declan had got home for like Christmas. I think from college and like we've spoke about on previous episodes is we make a big deal about going to white castle and uh, it's like a 45 minute drive for us. So Declan found this fucking playlist of grocery store music or some shit. It's called something like sounds for the supermarket. 
I'm not entirely sure, but he put it on and we were just fucking having a good time. And it ha- this has nothing to do with Fallout. Uh, we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled regularly scheduled programming next week with some Fallout-based content. But I just kind of wanted to put this somewhere that wasn't in Facebook Messenger so in 20 years I can go, <laughs> I remember when that happened. So, without further ado, here is the tale of the Isle Nine Gal. Oh, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> there she was, aisle nine. Looking for Mrs. Dash when all she could find was black pepper. She took that black pepper home and her husband looked at her and said, Deborah? Deborah? No! This is a Mrs. Dash household. And she looked at her husband and said, once you go black pepper, you never go back, never. Deborah, please, not in front of the kids. You can take them. I'm taking the dog. No, Deborah! You're my high school sweetheart, Deborah. I could have fucked Connie D'Amico. Do not know who Connie D'Amico was? That ass was insane. We were freshmen, Debbie! Freshmen! I gave you the best years of my life! Get out! Get out, Richard! Get the fuck out! Take the kids! And she sat there and she didn't feel a goddamn thing. Aisle 9 gal was on her way to make a steak. But instead of Mrs. Dash, she hit it with a little salt, a little garlic powder, And a little pepper. Black pepper. She sat there sizzling it for approximately six minutes on one side. And flipped it over to the other side for about two minutes. She wasn't a heathen. She liked it a little pink in the middle. And she took that plate of steak seasoned with the new seasoning and sat down with a fork and a knife and she did not let those goddamn elbows hit the table cause aisle nine gal is a classy fucking lady she cut a little piece of that steak off and she put it in her mouth and she chew and she chew and she chew and she knew she made the right choice that day Thank you. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast.